What's going on, you guys? Welcome to episode two of Soul Speak TV. Last week, we brought you guys some good information about marijuana, how it's grown, legalization, why it's illegal, and we talked a little bit about how the war on drugs was bad. So here we are, welcome back again, and we're going to talk about all of our Black Lives Matter and war on drugs topics and a whole lot more. Get ready for some awesome stuff. What's up, guys? It's Ty. What's happening, you guys? It's Tyler coming back at you. Hell yeah, it's Tristan over here. Welcome back to week two with the delivery crew. Yes, sir. What's happening, Ty? What you got for us? So, we ended last week's episode on the war on drugs and how it impacts black communities. So, like, all right, real talk, the war on drugs, I know we, like, hate Richard Nixon for it. And I know it was something racist and somebody didn't like the hippies, but give me a little more backstory. Like, what? Act, well, give me the nitty-gritty. What, what's going on with the war on drugs? Well, the war on drugs was basically supported so much because of a stigma that's been created and instilled for a near century, along with Nixon and his administration signing in doctrines such as the Controlled Substances Act, which allows this division to control, like schedule which drugs are schedule one, two, three, and the legality purposes behind them, the repercussions, whatever that might be. So they could move them around however they saw fit. Yeah. So due to the stigma and the power of the elites, they have put together a whole obstacle course of laws and gateways to the point where the division they have set in place, the Controlled Substance Act division, the ones who are allowed to test the drugs over years and research with them and determine on if they need to stay in the same class or not. Research obviously change every 10 to 20, 30 years and now sooner. So you mentioned drug classes. Well, I know they've got marijuana listed as a class one. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it's, it's been moved down in a couple of states, I believe. Yes. So in the states where it's recreational illegal, if I'm not mistaken, that means it moved from a class one down to a class three at a state level. I need. I guess I need to fact check myself. Let's that. look it up. Let's check it out real quick. Ty, you keep looking that up. We'll keep talking. Tristan, what you think, man? Do you think... I think because... Is it like heroin, a class one drug? Like, we're going to re- put that on the same playing so, field yes. as this? The only two class one drugs currently under the federal system are marijuana and heroin. That means that the federal government classifies marijuana worse than methamphetamine. No, I, I, growing up in the South, I've seen my fair share of meth heads. But, and I will tell you from firsthand experience, you can spot a meth head from a mile away. Stoners, hell no. The owner of your favorite little mom and pop shop probably goes home to smoke him a J after work every night after being in his store all day. Mm-hmm. You, you have no idea who smokes in the world. It's insane. I just wow. If, they, if people think it's okay to say drink responsibly, then you can definitely smoke responsibly, and nobody know. Also, the economics of the war on drugs just don't make sense. I mean, annually, as of 2015 or, or currently, we spend 51 billion dollars a year just on the Jeez. war on drugs, and between 1970 and 2010, we spent 1.5 trillion dollars. And the drug addiction rate between that same time span has fluctuated between one and two percent, which means it has not it has not been reduced since 1970, more more than 0.1 percent. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find the statistic right now because we spent that much on prison. How much do we spend on education? I bet it's like 
less than half of that. I saw like uh, they did a little chart for a, a city, <laughs> and it was like they had um, 200 million go funded for the police and only 300,000 funded for the towns and the local like buildings, libraries. I was I was mind boggled by that. So 79 billion annually for education. And what was that other number? 51? 51 billion dollars annually. Okay. It says that in 1970 we were only spending 2.9 billion on education though. That that's absolutely insane. And then we wonder why our kids grow up to be uneducated and follow in the same cycle. Because I'm not going to lie, came from a pretty small town, too. You see it all the time. People graduate high school, they move back in with their folks, they get knocked up or they knock someone up. And then those people move in together and that's life. They go get a job. That's it. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. But we, but the target here, like, we got we to, gotta, you know, keep at hand, like what they're trying to do and that is to tear down a certain race yeah you're you're correct the 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 entire point of the war on drugs was to literally tear down the black communities and and hippies at the time they didn't want them to come together they knew that it would be too powerful of a force too big of a movement they had to silence it like to the point where they could sectionalize them in certain parts of their town or district and still like milk their votes to the point to where they get uh, like the elites get what they want all in the while destroying families putting them in jail because the 88 percent that I stat right here from 2001 to 2010 there was over 8 million marijuana arrests and 88 percent of them were possessing charges for marijuana and 88 percent a black man is three times more likely to be arrested for possession than a white man so we obviously know which class of race is in those 88% of the possession charges. Mm-hmm. I will also say too, I, I I can only imagine as as racist, like institutionally racist as the cops are, that black folks are definitely targeted. I feel like I see, just delivering every day, I see more black people get pulled over than I ever see white people get pulled over. Mm-hmm. And I, I say this because I'm a delivery driver. I'm in the streets for 30, 40 hours a week. I, I, I see these things, and it's just something you kind of take a mental note of. And that's why they're asking for police uh, reform everywhere. Like, ever since the death of George Floyd, th- there's been 160 different uh, police reformations, bills uh, introduced all across everywhere. So one of the one of the things I've been seeing a lot of and something that's way more common than I even imagined just growing up American, how much money goes into policing one, the police force altogether so they can I mean, we saw when the protests were happening, they militarized the police like that. They they locked down cities. You could not travel. You would get arrested on site. They arrested the homeless. It's insane. Well, See, if you think but about like, it, defunding police is such is something I've never thought about. Because Minneapolis is pushing to do it, or they have done it already, one. But it's so common. There's a ton of European countries that have defunded police. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's like it's it's a broken system because they make money by arresting people and putting them into a prison to, that is more than likely going to get them put back into prison once they get out. 
Yeah, it's not rehabilitation. That's bullshit. They put you in there just. They are creating an endless it, source of revenue. That's all it is to them. That's and they all. want you to repeat the cycle. It is a new form of slave labor. Like that is basically Absolutely. what it they is. pay them pennies on the dollar for work release programs. And constitutionally supported slave labor. And and private prison systems make billions of dollars by incarcerating people of color and using them to their advantage. That that is what the prison system has been since the twenties. And you know what? If you're in prison for twenty years, think about how much the world changes. And I know that, I mean and I, I hate to bring this up, but do you you guys remember um, well, Shawshank Redemption? You remember when that dude was in prison like for forever? I don't remember how long it was. And he fucking four years. He yeah. And he got out in the world. He didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. He ended up killing himself. Mm-hmm. I they, mean, that's all he knew was prison life. Because they don't teach you anything. They they, they stick you back into elementary school and you go crazy. Because mm-hmm. you piss when they tell you to piss and you sleep when they tell you to sleep. That's true, so you right? get out in the world and you don't know what to do. And that breaks my heart to know that that's happening to a whole community. And then once they get back out in the world, they're redlined. It's hard for them to find mm-hmm. voting stands. Exactly. There's oh, it's, it's disgusting. They can't be hired anymore. Yeah. They, they're doomed to a life of minimum wage mm-hmm. jobs. You are labeled as a criminal from the day you step into a jail to the day you die. Yes. It doesn't matter what you did. You were labeled as a criminal. If it was really for rehabilitation, we wouldn't label everybody as a criminal. We would say, oh... They made a mistake. Let's give them another chance. Yeah, but one positive outlook way to look forward in this is from the whole George Floyd situation. Even though the focus of the police reformation wasn't on the war on drugs, it showed that there is power within unity and everybody coming together to create change. And that is why they sent 160, you know, different bills to police officers uh, to the local governments to try and create change. And that's why. In Minneapolis, they did shut down the police department or defund them. And, like, there are even little city-states all across the country that have, like, the city of Chaz, like, who is, they they run their own, like, militia-type thing going on right now. It's a fantastic idea. And just to be clear, defunding the police does not mean not having any form of security in your yeah. city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. literally means you that— You don't have to have your vigilante redneck neighbors correct. making sure nothing happens. Yeah, you can still reinforce a police system. The idea of defunding the police is, is getting rid of everybody in the system and making people be rehired to get rid of the corruption. Mm-hmm. That is the main focus. And you don't necessarily have to reestablish the same police system because like he, like Ty was mentioning, the militia system also works. There's also- To an extent. I, I, my, my thing about the militia though, I will say, I think it's a bit barbaric for where we are as a country. I mean, sure, but like if you're in a, if you're in a small tight knit community, it works. Why do you need necessarily a, a one, like why call it a police officer when you can just call it your neighbor anyway? Well, if you're gonna break away from the structure of it, like there's there's no problem with breaking away from the structure. That's what everybody gotta do is find themselves. But you just gotta be able to take care of it and show that that structure works. I gotta exactly. tell you though, I, there's a huge concern because we see people that don't give a damn about the rules. And so that's and the hard thing about yeah, breaking away. That's, that you gotta the, show it works. You're kind of running off of a, a, a kind of a loyalty system at that point, aren't you? You're, you're trusting a lot of people with a lot of responsibility. I will say this though. There was um there was a time I don't I don't know exactly what year, but there was a case basically where a um a police officer was 
um, going to get arrested for police brutality against an African-American individual in New York City. And the head of the union basically threatened to shut down the entire police system of New York City for an entire month if, if the man was charged. And it turned out the man eventually went to trial and he went through on his promise. Crime rate during that entire month went, went down. All arrests went down by 33%. Any drug and alcohol offense was, was dropped by 42%. And yet most people in New York have no idea that this happened. There was there was no rampant crime in the streets. Nobody nobody was being was being murdered or, or molested in any and in any higher rate because the police officers weren't arresting people. It just goes to show like how the media controls the narrative. And and yes. and are all of these arrests important? I mean, if 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 malicious crime and, and violent crime didn't go up when you stopped arresting people, what what were these arrests even for? Exactly. I mean. I and man, there's got to be part of you as a police officer. I don't care what your stance is on anything. There has to be a part of you when you pull over a 20-something-year-old kid, someone who's you know trying to get a degree or trying to you know work his second shift at his job to support his family. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> to me, it just it breaks my heart. The guy just wants to smoke a bowl when he gets home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Realistically, exactly. the guy. <laughs> He's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. He has to provide for his family, his kids, find a way to feed them, find a way to get a job in a world that doesn't accept him or in a system that doesn't accept him, knowing that at any turn he has to know how to act when it comes to the police pulling him over or, you know, walk worrying about walking to work. That's that's the biggest thing to me is, is like even as anybody in the African American community has to has to watch where they walk. And that amazes me. I mean, I've never been scared to walk down the sidewalk without my shirt off. Yet, I, I know 13-year-olds that get they get a speech from their mothers saying that they are not allowed to go outside with a with a white t-shirt or no t-shirt, just in case the cops run run down the neighborhood. I saw a video the other day. It was on through Instagram, and it was somebody's like house cam, and they had it pointing where their son like shoots the basketball in the driveway no, I saw that. and a cop came through the neighborhood and the kid grabbed the ball and hid mm-hmm. behind the car till the cop passed yeah. Yeah. and the craziest thing to me it's is sad. it looked like they were in like a suburb area so this mm-hmm. isn't like directly one class of people either mm-hmm. I, no. it's 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 all citizens it does, and i don't understand that i mean the, the the color of your skin doesn't change the way the way and the amount that you commit crime it doesn't mm-hmm. it, it doesn't change who you are as a moral person or, or or what you've done in the past i mean it's absolutely ridiculous to see the numbers the the, the difference and 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 livelihood and the difference in statistics that happens against minorities especially in this in this country it's uh, it's outrageous. Yeah, and that perception is is not an okay perception by all means. There are also kids who don't even get the chance to be to grow up with a parent to teach them the precautions to take. That's where people can do things that others might not see like their like the meaning behind it, but that's all they know how to express themselves right. or get themselves across such as rioting or tearing down of corporate businesses or whatever it may be that they're trying to get across for like an important movement being the Black Lives Matter because until Black Lives Matter, not all lives can matter. That's facts. 
That's facts. Yeah. That's that's been the one thing through this whole process that's annoyed me the most. And I've actually I've tried to do better as a person to not just immediately get angry and try to educate the person. Yeah. I know it's not much, but like you know, I shot a couple tweets out. I made a couple posts about it. I've, you I've know, talked I mean, to some people on Instagram. Absolutely. I mean, I mean you people have to learn to change. Yeah, you I, can't win. You're not going to convert them because you're shouting shit. Exactly. Up. No, you, need, you need to teach them the facts, and they can learn from learn from what they want to learn from. Like you can't necessarily change everyone's opinion, but each opinion matters. Yeah, it's something hard to preach, but you can lay out the different perspectives and then let people do with that as they please. But they at least have the availability of insight of how others look at situations. Yeah, and I mean that's how we grow as people. So one of something I was talking with someone about the other day. Um, human to human, think about your friend group. If you have one friend in your entire friend group that drags you down, it drags everybody down. Mm-hmm. But people don't people don't realize that also works in the inverse. Like when the, you have a group of people that are constantly moving up, it makes you want to move up. Yeah. In the and it's the exact same way because people want to go down so quick, people want to get negative so fast. But it's a little it takes just a little more effort to be positive about something or to you know invest in that company to go work that extra shift or not being silent as a white person and speaking up for those who need our voice and yes s- and seeing different perspectives and the number one thing that i've heard throughout all this talking to several friends of color of mine we the number one thing that i was told was i'm privileged i recognize that i am privileged now, now I've moved past this. Now that I recognize my privilege, I can use it to push this effort forward, to break this cycle, to stand with my brothers and sisters. And to show people who've had the same privilege as you to get to your perspective. And yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because that's what we, things you got to once you learn, you got to teach. That's that's the thing. Most yes, people feel like they tend to forget. True. Because the, the idea is that we want everybody to have that same privilege. We don't want anybody to to be left in the dirt. Right. I mean, it. Just to hit back on the uh, topic of uh, cops, though, just a little weird stat come from a an ex-cop who happens to be black from the uh, St. Louis Police Department. He said, um, 15% of the cops in his division abused their authority as soon as they saw fit, and that and then he had the 15 percent that did good no matter what it was no matter how much danger was ahead of them and then he said there was the rest the 70 percent with the sheep were the ones who depending on if they were the with the bad 15 percent or the good 15 percent that's what they would do that's what was happening they wouldn't say any questions about it and honestly like it made so much sense like That's it compared it compares so much to George Floyd's situation like mm-hmm. Derek Chauvin was that the bad 15% yes and then he had yes. the other 70% three guys just watching not doing anything and and the and the fact that all of them got arrested is a, is is fantastic because that now sets a precedent and it shows those sheep that they can't necessarily follow the bad yeah because I they mean, will be because yeah there's new laws that that prevent like bystanders exactly. from watching you have to you cut. Can't. You have to cut that off, though. I'm sorry. If the three of us were cops, and I saw either one of you choking somebody out, and they were begging for air, a middle-aged man. You gotta stop them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not letting that fly. That's not okay. That's a human life. Yeah, you gotta put yeah. another person's life above a quota. And I, I don't. I don't care if if they're your superior or whatever. You you look up to somebody. If if, if they are physically endangering a human being's life for no reason. 
Rank that, does not matter when it comes to morals. Correct. I'd rather get fired and know I was right. Even in even in the Marines, they they know that you can go above your rank. They 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 literally allow people in in a government office to to overrule their their higher ranks and and choose their decisions based on battle tactics. And since and why can't police officers do the same thing? If you see if you see somebody's obviously being immoral or, or doing something over the top, stop them. I mean, you you don't have to, to listen and, and follow with everything that they do. You can you can be your own person. You know, this is gonna hit deep, but just thinking about it, you know, thinking back to the Breonna Taylor case mm. and how they were able to get 16 shots. You think they have to go back and get the witnesses of that one for being able to watch the officer shoot 16 times. I just, yeah, I think everybody there should deserve to deserves to get something. You know, ultimate I the thing that scares me the most and something I find myself thinking about quite often imagine life before like videography yeah like before body cams before dash cams before cell phone cameras mm. imagine before the things so that we don't even get, know about before it was so easy to get the power of unity across and like people together to stop things such as like in the Ahmad Aubrey case like mm-hmm. people didn't even know about it for months like it it happened in February of 2020 <laughs> And it wasn't until like like late April, early May, they had the video was like surfaced everywhere. It went viral, and people surfaced up and forced the people, uh, the four guys who had run him down while he was jogging, to be put in jail. And it worked, all thanks to the videography and the power of unity. Through I mean, media. think about it. If that lady didn't film Derek Chauvin, what are we doing right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that we we do have a bad tendency to record too much. Well, I will say, I give a lot of credit to that woman because they, a lot of people tried to push the narrative that she should have gone and done something. There were four male officers there, and I'm not yeah. usually this person, but that woman did not need to run into that scene. No. It would have been dangerous for her too. Yes. So the, she did the she best put, thing she did. She could do. She pulled out her phone and she showed the world. If she had put a single finger on any of those officers, it would have been her neck under another knee. Yes. So mad credit to her for assessing the situation. Um, I know, Lord bless her heart, I know she's probably got some demons following her right now, but all credit to her. Uh, She she really is a hero in my eyes. Mm. She she won the day. She showed the world what happened. And she should not feel any guilt for the situation because she did exactly exactly what was needed in the in the dome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, man, I police brutality is something that I, as a kid, you, I don't really remember when I really understood what it was. I mean, a, an, another example of this like crazy, just not 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 necessarily brutality in this sense, but just absolute dumbfoundedness of 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 idiocracy is is the central the Central Park Five. Now, if you've never heard of this, this is basically um. It was a group of five kids who went to a, who went to Central Park one night, and there was riots and stuff going down um, in Central Park. A lot of adolescent teens doing doing a lot of bad things, but it just so happened that one, that that night uh, a white lady I cannot remember her name, but she a, a young white girl mm. was brutally raped and murdered in the park, mm-hmm. which is terrible. I mean. Uh, I, I'm sorry to her and her entire family for that loss. But the police ended up bringing back five suspects 
um, from Central Park, all of which were under the age of 17, the youngest being 14. They, they took all of them to the police station without their parents and without a lawyer and began questioning them about what happened in Central Park that night and ended up arresting all of them. They didn't even know each other. Some of them knew each other. Some of them didn't. Well, one some of them went to school together. One of, the, one of the kids that was arrested wasn't even in Central Park that night and spent eight years in prison because of this situation. Jeez. Oh, my God. Another, another one of the kids spent 13 years. Mm-hmm. And the man that actually did it confessed in prison afterwards and gave specific details and his DNA was found at the like was a match for the crime scene DNA 13 years after the situation happened during this entire time these people these these five children yeah. I, like, I mean go I, ahead they're no, all minors they're there's kids. no other way to yeah, put they're this kids, they, they, they're, they're like these five children were locked up and put behind cages and called animals by the press literally called packs of animals not i mean our 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 current president now like at that time took out a full ad newspaper and four separate uh new york times articles that was that was about that that case and telling and literally promoting the lockup of these children for a crime that they did not even commit for a brutal crime with no basis no there was basis. nothing to go behind. They said you, 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 and you. They just exactly. picked five people. Yeah. Basically. Because they needed somebody to get arrested for this horrible crime so the community wouldn't get scared. They always need somebody to go down. Somebody to they can lay. Yeah, somebody's gotta be a scapegoat all the time. That's how mm. this system works, dude. Mm. I mean, that's why fucking you end up with these Epstein situations, right? He got caught, so they cut the rope on him. Yeah, he was going to spill the beans and all the deep info, all the bad shit they were doing mm-hmm. out there. And I mean, but. and that situation is terrible, too. But I also can't like what what gets me to is what if the woman that or what if the girl that was uh, raped and murdered in the park that night? What if she was black and not white? Yeah. Would they have really gone on a man? What, would figure any, out who did it? Yeah. Would anybody call have called any of those five animals? Would Donald Trump have taken out four four newspaper ads to talk about their, they deserve to be locked up and, and in prison? Mm. Probably not. Dude, speaking of that, I absolutely, for the rest of my life, will never support a single thing Donald Trump ever does. Because when he first got elected, I was just starting to really learn how government worked. And I was like, yeah, Trump's good with money. He'll be a good president. We'll, have, we'll be good on money. The more I grow, the longer he's in office, the longer he still has a fucking Twitter account. I I have no respect for that man. He is he, he, run, is he runs over the law. He runs over the law and tramples it, and nobody blinks a fucking eye. Everyone just blindly supports him because he's a meme. I mean, I think Honey Boo Boo could have been in office when she was famous. Yeah. I mean, well, shit. He de- he definitely does a lot of things outlandish out of line. That is, that is for dang sure. He well, is definitely not like it is hard to choose between the left side of the tables when it comes to the next like election when it comes to Joe Biden because like obviously he has said some things too and he's been in political office for 40 years and has yet wants to run on equality or social justice and now he's doing it just to try and take down someone who he knows is not going to run on that. What was what was the thing that Joe Biden said during that interview? 
he was interviewing with like Charlemagne the God, mm-hmm. and he what what was the exact quote? He, he was like, um, he's basically if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. Yeah, I was like, that's exactly what he said. Dude, don't don't sit here and tell me that Joe Biden's the answer either. He's gonna have the Clinton and, Foundation's and hand this, up his this ass. This is also what I want to get into is like Hashtag the sad disagree. thing is like people feel like you have to vote. You're either gonna have to vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. And when that's we, not the case, when you have the opportunity to vote the libertarian or the independent, the, the independent vote, or write in a vote, if you found a candidate that you really liked that got that got taken out before the primaries, the you, can, the you can still vote for them. Literally, then, like if TikTokers and Instagrammers and influencers can get millions and like hunt ten millions of views to promote whatever they is they they want to promote, they can we can promote someone who we as people and as a group can decide who is good for us and not what the media is pushing. Yes. Like, we can choose who we want in there. We don't have to choose between the lesser two evils. Also, whenever I... I know I am under a lot of media influence just because I'm plugged into a lot of media outlets. But I will say, you have to be consciously aware of everything you read, right? You can't just read this article posted by some weird instagrammer the tinkle titties fuck it i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> I, I mean it's that's that's a good meme name for like a meme page yeah but you know you can't trust every article that they say click the leak in my bio you can't you can't trust that they want your clicks so they can get your money yes yeah, it goes I, through their site what, what i think the most important thing that everybody should do is they need they need to throw political party to the side and you need to actually read what these people are about constitutionally we don't even want a two-party system the only reason the two-party system was put into place was to divide us so we never agree because the people are more powerful than the federal level because we were supposed to be the voice and now we are the silenced george george washington warned us in his farewell presidential address speech he said that the death of the um, uh, of the American people is going to be the two-party system, and so far it's coming true. So far we had the mm-hmm. biggest split in American history, tensions rising. That's why because red of those red blue. blue zombies. It's all red versus blue. That's why the, everyone should throw political party out the window. Like I said, I mean, it doesn't matter what political party a candidate is for. What matters is what they want to change in the world. What matters is what what they're going to get passed. What what bills they want to promote. How they're gonna help our communities and how they're gonna how they're gonna get people out of poverty or, or get healthcare for those who need it or, or any or any of the above. I mean, that's what's important is is what is this person gonna do for us and do for our country? Yeah, it's so sad to the point where like the like it's gotten to a point where families will get split. Like I have split in my families due to the fact that like you can't even talk politics with one another because oh, it's impossible because impossible. you you argue so much for one side or the other and you got to defend whatever your side entails you know so and it's really hard to go against the people that you've been around your whole life yeah it's probably Especially when they're stubborn and they don't want to listen yeah i mean and that's that's the problem too is we're so rooted into this well my parents were red and it's like who gives a yeah. shit you yeah. you're your own you're your own voice and your own opinion because you are automatically blinding yourself to any other opinion you're blocking that gateway off mm-hmm. you have you can no longer learn you can no longer grow in that aspect of your life if you're not open-minded about things I mean, what was the last good candidate to come out of the red or blue party? I can't tell you. I mean, I, I can at least give the credit now 
because I've I changed in JFK. my views. I like Obama. Oh, oh, like, Obama yes, okay. Obama had, was a, like, he had, he had a great heart, beautiful heart, beautiful man, cared about people and what he was doing. That's facts. He, he, just, lo- he loved him some He America, just did right? not use his voice well enough. I think it drained him seeing as much mm-hmm. as he did and he did not have any power. Yes. But like he was too much of an empathetic an empathetic man to to really be a good leader. Yeah. He was an incredible yeah. he was an incredible president. I have to give a lot of props to Obama because he kinda he was that fireside chat kind of president for real. Like if he did a radio show at the end of every night, I'd tune in, bro. I'd That's figure facts. it out. I'd listen to Obama speak for thirty minutes That's a day. That's facts. But mm-hmm. Trump nah. I don't like Trump because it'd just be 30 minutes of him sucking his own dick. Exactly. I mean, it's just my and it's hands. it's funny to say that because, like, Huge. I, my dick. My dick. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, you guys know my family. I mean, I grew up in a pretty red household. And for me, yeah, for me to say something mm-hmm. like that, like, it just goes to show once you open your mind and you realize there are, open, uh, like, other views and it's okay to have other views outside of your party. And yes. then it's okay to, like, promote other party, uh, other parties, like, the, the independent and what it needs to be uh, in, in the voting, like Tristan said, where you get to vote in any name you, mm-hmm. you choose. Like, the one year we had 10,000 Harambe votes. That's not what it's supposed to be for. Harambe. Rest in peace, Harambe. Or rest in peace. Yeah. Mickey, Mickey right Mouse now. gets over 50,000 votes a year. I mean, if those 50,000 people just decided to vote on a real candidate, maybe we have something go. Well, you know, they talk about that's why Hillary lost, was because part of her platform is stolen from what, Pelosi. Who is other? No, it, no uh, it, was, it, was the green, it was the Green Party yeah, lady. I can't remember. I can't name. remember who it was either. Well, I like, like just to put a like lighter note on things, just to shed like a uh, little bit of hope and everything, and to show people showing support where they can. Uh, there was a headline: John Cena donated one million to the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, and there's a there's a lot of celebrities right now going around doing that, and people promoting it on their pages, like ins- people, regular people on Instagram posting like, click here to donate. You everybody needs to be careful when it comes to do that. Like there's a lot of scammers. Like you need yes. to donate, donate. There's also ways to donate this. without moving money. You could there's a there's several like long, long, long videos that are just jam packed with ads that the revenue goes straight back to Black Lives Matter. This is kind of something I wanted to get off my chest this episode too. The first time around the Black Lives Matter movement, I was in a red home. All I knew was what was taught to me and what was on the news was black people are burning the cities. What my parents said, black people were burning the cities. What all my parents' friends said, black people were burning the cities. So me personally, at what, 14, 15 years yeah, old, yeah. I'm sitting here going, well, Why black people are bad, city? right? That's, yeah. what, that's what everyone's saying, that has to be true. And here I am six, seven years later, and I'm so angry at myself for the perspective that I had, but I can't regret it because it was force-fed to me, and I don't think that I could have as wise of an approach to this topic as I do without having known what it was like to hate first. That's You, you have to be open-minded because I am all for Black Lives Matter. I love every single one of my black friends just as much as I love any one of my other friends. I work with mainly black people. Most of the people I deliver to, mainly black people. It's people. At the end of the day, everybody's everybody. We all bleed the same color blood. And and I'll tell you, the money that they hand me, guess what color it is? 
It's all green. It's all green. Mm, it's all green. Until you go home with that blue at the end of the night. All, all blood green. is red. All money is green. Don't let it control you, man. Don't don't let anything mm-hmm. from the outside control yeah, you. It's all and also, green. don't limit yourself. It's okay to change your mind. It's not being hypocritical to change your mind. Yeah, yeah the sad thing is, though, is like, like, like it, you also have to take into account for like the other side. Whenever you do encounter someone who is completely right or you can tell has grown up in that red household and they are young it's it's hard to because it, you got to be cautious in the situation you've grown up in but they also have not seen any other's perspective except for what the you know the news media outlets have been force feeding them and what their parents have been force feeding mm-hmm. them yes you've got to understand that like our parents their parents were grew up in a, a in a in a in a segregated world and in a and in a world that was systemically racist. In a time where the police were protecting them, but like yes. destroying the. So the so this is the them. first real generation. So like it, I would I would say, thirty and younger is probably the first real real generation that's actually seeing a world. <laughs> And, and seeing what it's like to have these people mm-hmm. and, and and have everybody, you know, come to towards equality. And now we're seeing that that's still not happening and, and, and people actually want to make a change about it because yes. because the older generation, again, they, they, they all they knew was this was this violence and the segregation. And so they're OK with it. But this the younger generation is now seeing, hey. This, this isn't right. Why why are we condemning these people just for being, you know, a different skin color? And I got to tell you, it's really kind of beautiful to watch, like, seeing all these different races come together just to support Agreed. one another as, as, as humans. I mean, we were— As we humans, were, as people. We were founded on immigration. Every single person that came to this country was, was different, and, and we completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, and it's great to see that this to see that we're coming back to that now. And it's not and it's not just African Americans. It's it's all populations. I mean, there's there's a, been an increase in Hispanic uh, population, an increase in Asian American population. I mean, we are we are diversifying on a daily basis in this country, mm-hmm. and so we have to adapt and change our ways to accommodate these different you know societies and in these different cultures and and learn to adapt. And I think I think it's a great. A, a great change because it, it shows more culture and again and again it it you know it, it informs more people on, on different subjects and, and different things that they might not have ever even known about mm-hmm. and I think that's beautiful I, and and people so many people are missing out just because they see a, a skin color and they don't see it human. I do think there's a huge wave incoming and I think this the generation of like our kids. I think we're gonna see a huge push in equality. 100%. I really, really do. Well, I honestly felt like growing up, I felt like our generation, we we came up, or at least in our school, until it was introduced, like at, from carrying on from all the years once we get into high school, like the group we grew up with playing football, black or white, like we grew up as best friends. Like Dude, there was none I mean, of that involved. We, we went through a race war right and we stayed unified and we were fine it didn't it never got into that locker room it never got into that locker room and i was man i was just so proud of our team that year because to for the whole city to have racial tensions Mm -hmm. and your football team be completely unfazed nothing nothing was different while we were in that locker room was it nothing Mm -hmm. nothing changed for us and that's why we feel as it is as it is our our calling as white you know southern men to 
try and educate other white Southern men to, you know, gain a different perspective. Yes. And yes. To, and not just white Southern men. Everybody, if you have a perspective of racism, we want you to to understand and and, and see why. Many others. Yeah, yeah, and and we, like again, just 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 look at a different perspective. I understand that that takes a lot of hard Change work and lens. effort, but you you don't necessarily have to believe in the same thing for the rest of your life. If 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 there are facts and statistics that that prove another side, you can always change. It, there's nobody saying that you're wrong for being for or that you're wrong for changing your mind. If anything, you you you're praised more for it because at least you're not stubborn. All right, yeah, and on mm-hmm. to just a little bit of the lighter aspects. We're gonna talk a little bit about how like, all this is affecting sports. Yeah. So as uh, three pretty big sports fellows, we uh, it's it's interesting to watch like the outside world kind of creep its way into the entertainment world. Yeah, especially like in the NBA, like we have literally some of the best players in the league, like Kyrie Irving, saying shut down the league. We we should not restart the league back up until like this whole movement mm-hmm. is figured out and solved and finished. And then you have like the best player in the world, LeBron James come out and saying no we need to come out here and play like we can do both this is our duty and we got to show that we can work and do a movement at the same time so here's my dealio with that one i think the media makes Kyrie look like the biggest piece of shit in the world which he's a diva don't get me wrong but Kyrie's kind of smart in this though because if you think about it it's a distraction but shutting down the league takes away billions of dollars the way he said white corporate owners <laughs> it takes away billions of dollars from white corporate owners. Honestly, that's not necessarily the yes, worst it, outcome. I mean, but, yes, it takes away from billion dollars from the like owners and the the tops, but then it also takes away the billions of dollars revenue spread across like millions of workers. Agreed. That's why I think he was ne- he was definitely sort short sighted in the in his opinion. Let's yeah. move. But the it lens. wasn't necessarily the worst opinion. Like, we, let's move the lens out a little bit here. Uh, there's something I wanted to hit on, especially so with this with this topic. I apologize. Hang in there, buddy. I'm so sorry. That Gatorade didn't go down. Dying. <laughs> but um, so let's zoom out some. So if the NBA cannot move forward, let's say enough players decide, hey, we don't want to play basketball. We don't want to do this. We want to hold out. If that happens, the NBA doesn't run. I guarantee you that the majority of people that watch the NBA were probably of color. I'd be willing to put that down. Mm-hmm. Basketball is honestly coming from a lot of white families, growing up with a lot of white families. They watched a shitload of football. Not yes. once did I see anybody be like, what's going on with, what's going on with the Lakers game? You know, what's, what's happening here? And where we grow up, you always get some type of comment about, like, the like the it's, color difference with them. Yes, yeah. every time, every they time call, they're like, "Sure, there's a whole lot of black boys out there." Yeah. And it's like, dude, they yeah, because they they're better it, than you. They call yeah. it thug basketball. And that's that's the thing. That's the, that's yeah. the mentality people need to need to keep in mind is it's the best it's the best person in line for that. This next man up, yeah. baby. That's how sports work. No matter Honestly. color, that's why it should be through like throughout life. Honestly, b- basketball is better with black people. They're just better. Like, I'm sorry. But most of the time, if you see a white person in the NBA, all they can do is shoot. <laughs> <laughs> or pass. <laughs> or pass. Look at Steve Nash. That man. That man's in the Hall of Fame for, had, for passing. <laughs> I had a. Uh, I had a. I had an old coach of mine. <laughs> Since we're going down this rabbit hole, he said there are two things you need to learn about basketball. He said there's only two rules. <laughs> Don't let a white boy set his feet. 
And don't try to out jump a black guy. I mean, that's fine. There's a fundamental. Especially if his name sounds any form of Jewish. Yeah. (laughs) If he's white and he has like JJ or something like that. He's if he's got dead. letters for a name. Yeah, yeah. shout out Red Dick. Yeah. Shout out Red Dick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you, the whole NBA thing is crazy, too. They're also talking about having, like, uh, um, anonymous hotlines to report players for not wearing masks or, like, going and doing shit they're not supposed to. They, they should, also they should they, report Rudy Gobert for licking the microphone. They're <laughs> also – they have to wear rings at all times that take their body temperature, their heart rate, and monitor their breathing. Why do the That's nurses amazing. not have that though? That's what? I said, why do nurses and like? Well, yeah. Why does nobody else have this? But when yeah. it's for when it's for these rich ass NBA dudes, which let me tell you, I'm a huge NBA fan. But I think they, they already but like Magic. Magic got rid of AIDS, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is an incredible technology, but yeah, I agree. It should, it should that should also be implemented in hospitals. Yes. Um, well, you know, the MLB. Uh, is talking about having a reduced season size. Good. But they need to no, reduce the game time too. They're doing it for the year, and the MLB, <laughs> the MLB, the MLB, and the MLBPA, which is the Players Association, have are just going back and forth with these ridiculous like negotiations because the MLB want the players, the Players Association, they want a hundred percent pro rate. They want all their money. They want everything paid for. They don't want to take a huge pay cut because the season size is reduced. Mm-hmm. Because I get where they're coming from. Hey, I signed a contract that says I'm making this much money. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take that money away from me. I'm in pen and paper. Especially yeah. when baseball teams don't don't even cap their fucking salaries. Dude, like, and that's what the MLB the MLB is like. Well, I tell you what, how about seventy percent? They just they're not reaching a negotiation. Yeah, just, I think there's going to be a lockout this season. It's with like the MLB. It's like the NFL uh, PA wanting fifty percent and the and the NFL being like nah forty eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of like ex NFL players that are saying that the current NFL players got shafted. It's to a degree. Right. I mean, it, it's it's good for the for the younger players because they at least make a it, it's a higher uh, low end. So they have to make more money per year, but in the long run, it's 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 they are getting shafted. Yeah. So before we get into it, and we're just gonna call our shots now, when the NBA resumes, because I hate to say it, it's probably going to resume. We'll probably be missing a few players. We'll probably be missing a few players, but I, I definitely think the NBA is still gonna go through. Yeah. I got Too my much. Lakers winning it all. <laughs> I mean, considering the King's ready to play, and we know he's ready to play, that's gonna happen. But right, so we're calling it Lakers. Lakers win <laughs> the NBA championship. We got a uh, the Packers winning the Super Bowl. Yep. And who's winning the World Series? I I don't watch enough. We gotta ball. go Astros. All right, cool. Yeah, Astros. Go Padres. All right, to touch yeah. back up on the NFL, I think we should definitely mention. Like to get back on our whole spotlight of the spotlight of the Black Lives Matter movement uh, is the whole kneeling process and when it comes to the the you know the NFL movement and for like a player like Drew Brees to come mm. out and make his statement about there he could no way understand how someone could disrespect the flag and 
he got put on blast by his teammates. Dude, I mean, not just his, teammates, everybody. No, yeah, I wasn't finished by his teammates, by his like peers, his coworkers. I mean, nobody colleagues. expected that out of Drew Brees, the golden child. Well, and all like, of a sudden, you've got guys like Alvin Kamara and uh, uh, Tom, Michael Thomas what? who are looking over like, whoa. What? It's not that you don't yeah. even expect it. Like you kind of, you kind of expect it because you know what he was raised in. You know what <coughs> guy he like he was raised from. He just never was like he was just never felt like it was his voice needed to be expressed and it was bad timing by all horrible means. timing. But it helped like that being on put on blast helped him realize and he released a statement the next day. I think his statement's legit. Yeah. Continue. Uh, like he released a statement the next day, uh, stating like he he finally understands that like the whole kneeling process was for no disrespect to the flag, but only to like just to show awareness for the whole inequality that's going on, the police brutality happening, and just how social justice and reform needs to happen. And we got players all around the league, like Baker Mayfield and uh, J.J. Watt responding to people's tweets, like who Big were time. saying like they they would always they would never kneel. They don't support that. Saying uh, one, you're you're like ignorant if you don't understand why. They're kneeling, and two, don't speak for me. I will kneel, and things things of that matter. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, just imagine if these internet trolls were face to face with a JJ Watt, and they're trying to argue with him. Right. It's do you not think they, go Do you well. think these guys would actually even say a word to that what six eight behemoth of if a man? If JJ Watt was kneeling, they still look like a little bean burrito. <laughs> and probably put them on their ass like one too. But uh, man. You know, we've been with you guys for a little bit. (laughs) We've been with you guys for a little bit. Um, Thank you for sticking through with us. We've been we've been hitting some pretty heavy topics. What 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 I want what I really want you guys to make sure you get out of this is just (coughs) to wrap it all up to understand that there's different perspectives for everything. You just gotta go in a situation knowing that someone's gonna look at it different than you. And then when it comes to the political system and like the way our system's set up right now, just know your voice is important and you can create change. It doesn't. We do not have to follow the same paths and guidelines we've we've were born into. We can change that. That's the power we have. Your voice is a match. Just keep lighting candles, man. Eventually there will be light. I promise. Even if some candles are stubborn, they're gonna light eventually, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And please it, let it us takes know. One, it takes one spark to light a fire. Yep. Yes. True. Absolutely. Well, glad to have everybody with us tonight, and uh, stay tuned for our next episode where we go into the topics of gay pride and what it means to to, to just love. Uh, stay tuned for that one. It'll be an, it'll be a nice one. And remember, Black Lives Matter. Juneteenth is definitely a national holiday. And fuck 12. Thank you. Have Have a good night. We're out.